so many people don't understand that social media followers do not mean customers. And it, even when they do get the followers, and there are people that I know that have 10, 20, 30, 50,000 social media followers, they haven't been able to turn that into dollars. And you have obviously cracked this code. So what is that missing piece? The missing piece is understanding how to optimize your Instagram account, how to optimize your Clubhouse account, how to optimize your leads that are coming in and translate those into revenue. Once you understand the key parts of it, making it a one-way dialogue and turning it into a two-way dialogue, you understand how to turn your social media into a two-way dialogue, you can sell anything. Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. We are honored today to have Natasha Grano on the show. Welcome. Hi, I'm so excited to be here, Esty. I'm loving your show. And, you know, it's an honor to, to be amongst these wonderful people and here today with you. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm honored to have you. And guys, Natasha and I have been chatting. Um, <laughs> we couldn't even start the recording. We were having so much fun talking. So in case you don't know, somehow, uh, Natasha is a global influencer with millions of followers on social media. She's a leading thought leader to the new generation motivational speaker, best-selling author, and number one social media expert. Her wisdom went viral on social media and has generated over 100 million views and millions of followers, making her one of the most respected names in her field online internationally. Drawing on her experiences, Natasha shows you how to use your network to create your net worth and elevate yourself and your business to the highest level. She's on a mission to mentor, empower, and draw the full potential out of every person with a promise that positivity, proactiveness, and heartfelt passion in whatever it is you're doing is a sure way to get the very best out of life. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, you and I really, really do have a lot in common. Okay, so take me back. Where did you come from to land here? Wow, I mean, this is a real journey. So <laughs> I did definitely not start here. Five years ago, I went through the worst year of my life. I was all in the space in one year, thrown out on the street by my ex-husband. He literally said, like, divorced, chow, took everything from me, I had nothing. I was broke. I'd lost all my money I built in my business. I had absolutely nothing. And then I got an illness. I'd just given birth to a baby who I'm basically carrying around on the streets. And Finally, my parents take me in and I move back in with my family. And then I get this illness and I'm bed bound. So in the space of one year, I am at a financial low, a spiritual low, a mental low, an emotional low in every single way I've hit rock bottom. From that place of hitting rock bottom, I then found tools which would then navigate me through life and tools which would later go on to be my MBS method, which I didn't know at the time would be my MBS method, but they did go on to be this. And I would use these things to heal myself. That's where I began. I was just uh, going through trauma basically. And, and 
it's from that. Who were you before five years ago, though? What were you doing before it all fell apart? Oh, I was, I've always had a social media marketing company and I was doing that and influencing and all of this kind of thing. Got it. And then that fell apart. Yeah. And And I asked what, what fell it apart? Yeah, the divorce was the main thing. The divorce being so unhappy, being just so low, just so depressed, so down because everything, it just hits you at one time. But as we know, when pain hits you, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, or mental pain, it is just a sign to say, you're going in the wrong direction, honey. You got a U-turn. And so when all of this shit hit me, I knew something is going wrong here. I just need to wake up and smell the coffee. And I did. But it was only adversity that I was able to be who I am today. You know, one year after, only one year after healing myself, physically, emotionally, and mentally actually, not spiritually yet, but one year of healing myself, I built a million followers on Instagram and I made a million dollars. And that was the start of my comeback. I love that. Can you break down because there are so many people. So it goes in two ways, right? There are people who don't understand at all that followers don't automatically translate to money. I just had a call with yesterday. I'll call with someone yesterday um, who's like, okay, so I'm going to hire this Instagram manager because I don't really like social media and she's going to get me followers. Do you think I should do it? I said, well, what comes next? How are you going to translate those followers to customers? She's like, what? No, but I'm going to have followers. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, I get that. Did you think through the customer journey from follower to paying clients? She's like, doesn't that happen automatically? Uh-uh. Right. And then we all know many social media influencers, even once to give that quote, but felt rude, who can have 10, 20, 30, 200,000 followers and have no idea how to translate that into money. So you clearly do. How did you do that? Okay, so there's so many different methods for this. You've got to know how to translate your followers into leads, into revenue. So you don't just leave them there as a one-way dialogue. Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is all my mindset teachings. This is what I want to help you with. No, no, no. You make it a two-way dialogue the whole way. The customer journey is so important on social media because it's your business card. That's why the followers are important because as soon as somebody says, hey, what's the name of your business or what's your name? If you are the umbrella, you are the, the main trophy, then the first thing they do is they go and find you on social media and they have a look at your numbers. And if they don't have big numbers there, then they say, okay, so she's not that big or he's not that big. And then they kind of, it's a bit like a dating app. They swipe. And this is true facts. I know this because I know where I started and I know where I am now. And now when I want to knock on the door of someone, I have a 99%, if not 100% hit rate on who I want to work with. And anybody can do that. You just have to grow. You just have to know how. And so what I would do is I would spend a lot of time opening up this dialogue through my story, through my DMs. You sell from the DMs. We can do six figures from the DMs in a week. It is so easy when you know how to sell. So you have your followers growing. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You grow it. You get it big. You look big. Now all of a sudden people are trusting you. Now here's the thing to remember. Three things your client will look at. One, who are you associated with? And so the first thing they're going to do is have a look on your Instagram account. Who is he or she associated with? And if they are seeing 
this happens all in the, in the subconscious, by the way, because they're already looking at the page. If they are seeing big names next to you. So I, when I look at the people I've worked with over the years, I've worked with some of the biggest names on this earth. And I did not start there because I wasn't known once. You know, before I got here, I would do the struggle and the daily thing until I learned, okay, no, I need to invest in a mentor who's going to teach me Instagram. I need to invest in programs who's going to teach me this stuff. I have to invest in myself. And so the three things to remember are, one, who you associated with. Two, where have you been seen? So they'll now look on, online on Google. Where is she seen? What press? Where is she in? Or where is he in? If you are suddenly on the top 20 list of the most influential people, or you're in the Forbes you know, list or something, and you're an entrepreneur, Yahoo Finance, all these spots, this is credibility. Now they trust you. And then the third thing they look for, the obvious one, the most important one, but you wouldn't believe it, it's not as important as the other two, but they look, what value are you offering? What are you offering? What are you actually doing in this world to help other people? And so those are the three things that I would say are crucial. And then you've got to know how to sell from the DMs. You've got to know how to sell from the story and make it a two-way dialogue. Anytime you have a look at my story, it's a two-way dialogue. Anytime. So give me an example. What does it mean that the story is a two-way dialogue? Because you're asking a question and they're clicking on a poll. They're giving feedback on one of the little like feedback boxes. So a two-way dialogue would be like a poll, like you said, or like okay. DM. And it's so fun. So you'll say something like, hey, I've got a really great idea about the little, uh, what do you guys think? So now you're doing your market research. Or you could do something like, We've, we're hosting a retreat next month for 10 people only, interested, DM me. Or if you're interested, click yes or no. And then your yes list, you fire off a generic message to every single one of them. And you just say hi, or if it's high ticket, you'd go more personal and do a voice note. And then you just work it from there. Okay, but all of this is already assuming you've got a baseline. This is when you already have an audience. For people who don't, like you started, everyone starts with zero followers. Everyone, when you open a new account, it comes with no followers attached. It's not like, like there's no Instagram starter kit, you know, like five followers one. included. There is one. I did something and you hear about this when I, when I go on Damon John's show, I bought an account. It already had followers. That's the trick. Hold on. You can buy someone else's account that comes with followers. Oh yeah. And they had the kinds of followers that you wanted. It's like buying a list. Yep. I did not even think about that. So you bought an account and how many followers did it come with? Mine only had like a hundred thousand. Oh, only. <laughs> okay, you have to tell us your paying price, although you can. What does a hundred thousand follower Instagram account go for? So... I now have Instagram accounts that we sell and you're looking at six figures, but you get a lot for that as well. You don't just get like, you know, the Instagram account, you get the engagement and you get all of the growth. When I bought mine, it was just the Instagram account. That was six figures. Wow. Below six figures if I'm honest, because we have a different currency. So yeah. But it's about a dollar a person almost then. Yeah. You're looking at buying followers at like a dollar a follower. Yeah, completely. Uh -huh, that runs a dollar a follower. You go for an it's so cool, isn't it? You go for an active account. It's kind of like ads. 
I guess. No, it's the same idea. That's so interesting. So you start with it and you're looking for a specific type of follower base, right? So they'll give you profiles the same way you can buy lists and saying, this is almost like the updated version of list buying, right? Once upon a time, people bought physical address lists, right? So mailing list or door to door lists, and there's phone number lists and there were email lists. Now there's social media accounts, which is a, it's so much, it's better than a list because it's preset interactive. But then you rebrand that account and people start seeing you. They're like, who is this? Why are they in my feed? I didn't follow them. You'd think that, but the attrition rate's about 30%, which is normal for Instagram. That's not bad. Yeah, 30% attrition rate. Look at that backwards. That's a 70% follow rate. No list has a 70% response rate. Exactly. Exactly. It's so much fun. That's genius. And you also, people don't always... They don't, or they don't, you know, they don't really notice when you're in their feed, if it's similar to what was going on before, you'll just flow through. Um, and if it's not, then they'll probably just choose to follow you. It's like being in a relationship. You just choose to recommit every single day. I mean, just recommit. And so then you're just making sure that your content is working, that it's working for this audience and it will keep growing from there. Right. Oh, that is beautiful. You just blew my mind. I've never, I don't know why it never occurred to me because I've heard so much about buying followers, which is very often just a waste. Um, you see these accounts I was just looking at. So a client that I'm working with has like 7,000 followers, but she's getting like a hundred likes on majority of her posts, 100, 150, um, getting a couple hundred views on stories, like very nice percentage of people consistently engaging. And then she was showing me her competitor who you know has like 84,000 followers. And she's like, I, see, I really feel like I need to do that. But her competitor with 84,000 followers is getting about 100, 150 likes. Same. Now this is really interesting that you're saying this because what usually happens is, this is very true. If you're looking for influencer marketing, a lot of people go, oh, I'm just gonna go big. I'm gonna go for like the massive accounts. No, you can go for an account that's 20,000 following. Because totally, they if they have a high engagement rate. Totally. They've got a niche following. They've been going for five years. They've got diehard fans. They've got 5,000 views on their story. Like, it's not really about numbers. Although, to be fair, like, I have to say the doors that have opened for me having numbers have been exponential. There is no way I would speak on the stages with, you know, the the people I work with. And and, and I've worked with every thought leader under the sun. The Grant Cardones, the Jesse Itzlers, the David Johns, the Lewis Howes you know, the list is wild who I work with and, and have come on my show. There is no way I would have got to this place and have the reputation as a mindset coach that I do in my relational speaker if I had a small following. Right. So there are definite ups of it. It's a winner. It's an absolute winner. If, if you don't do it, you're just depleting a certain area of your business. That's fine because you just don't, you don't understand it yet, but you're just not allowing yourself to make the money that you could potentially make from that area so you're just- i think to be fair it's understanding what each asset gives you numbers don't necessarily give you engagement or sales but they give you prestige you know like when i was in entrepreneur um i got contacted by fortune 100 company i was like hello that was cool you know um but so it's the prestige of it and the level of people that that prestige gives you 
but that doesn't translate into masses, right? I didn't, you know, people are like, oh, if you're in all these places, so you should have this many followers. It doesn't translate. And those numbers of followers don't translate to business, but they'll translate to certain levels of contact and certain circles that you can get into. So understanding what each element gives you, breaking it down really helps. Absolutely. Okay, so Instagram is your zone. Can I take us back even more than the five years ago? When did you start on Instagram? What was the beginning? What was the genesis of this? Because I, like, I love that your story, like, I love that it starts from five years ago and you got sick and you picked it up and like, you're super awesome. But if you let, I want to poke, I want to poke the part that came before. Like, where did this begin? Where did the love affair with Instagram begin? Did you didn't buy a hundred thousand dollar account the day you started Instagram? I had an Instagram account and I just didn't know. <laughs> use it I was like this isn't working this is so slow I was like this is so <laughs> and so I was doing influencing and I was having fun with it but it just was so slow I was like this is so difficult then I started going down the rabbit holes of Instagram I started studying it got myself a mentor I started researching and it was screaming at me to buy an account my mentor was like get an account don't play the slow game jump right in you're gonna make the money back I was like and I did you know you you can totally just indulge you just have to so I, st- I was just studying I was kind of studying life human behavior I was studying breathing courses I was getting qualified on meditation and breathing stuff I was just doing all the work I was spending hours every day on my craft and I was writing motivational tracks and writing things which would inspire people and writing it into documents I've got pages which are like this thick <laughs> thousands of words and words and words and words and words just work because they always say when you ever look back at the greatest minds of this earth the einsteins and the da vinci's and all the incredible people who came before us they studied their craft they honed in on their craft at least three hours a day more they shut themselves off the world they secluded they went to one place and sat and worked and that is how you get to those high levels of success because you learn to monetize your craft. You focus on it. I love it. And you also have what I call like, uh, I don't have a good name for it, but it's basically like the, it's like the Instagram trifecta, if you will. It's like the perfect Instagram, the three things that can make you win, which is speaking, writing, and looks. Right. You guys can't see Natasha here, but you see her picture on the thing. She's beautiful, um, which really helps because Instagram is, I call it the coffee shop. So I explain social media as different parties. So Instagram's a coffee shop, pretty pictures on the wall. If you want to print it, frame it, hang it on your wall, don't post it. Um, and so it's the most aesthetic, it's the most visual platform. So when you have a good visual sense or a good visual look, and someone can get away with, even if they're not naturally, you know, aligning with our current Western or international or societal, whatever standards of beauty. But if they have that aesthetic sense, it'll work as well. People underestimate the writing skill on Instagram. Writing is such a big deal, right? Because it is primarily visual, but if you're not a writer, it's not, it's not enough. And then that speaking and that interaction, that personality and that people thing, like this is the Instagram trifecta. Every big Instagram influencer that I've ever spoken to, they all have these three. It's those, because when you're missing one of them, it falls short, right? If you don't have the aesthetic sense, you don't quite get the platform. If you don't have that speaking, that interactive, that people sense. And again, even the Instagram introverts, like, yes, I see them, but they still have that people connecting speaking ability. And that writing is huge, huge. 
So, okay. It's, it's, it's definitely a tribe. Trifesta, did you say? I love that. Trifecta. It's because it's a three. So I'm big on three. I'm big on threes because three, so it's a Jewish concept also. There is in um Proverbs, I'm pretty sure it is, like the the thread of three doesn't break, right? The Hebrew is Chotam Shulash, take, right? So and there's like a whole there's like songs about it, you know, and there's so many different interpretations, and it's like not even gonna go into all of them, but that concept of a three, right? A table needs three legs. Right. When you have a three, everything is more stable. Three is your stabilizer. So, so yeah, trifecta. Yeah, the trifecta, but you're right. And you need all three components. I mean, look, you do, I think you can, you can do whatever you want on there. If you've got a, a business or brand, as long as the page looks aesthetically appealing, you know, exactly. It's just about how it comes across to people. Does it look really glossy? When you look at your favorite pages, I guarantee they're not just throwing up the spag bowl they ate last night and all the family that came to visit two weeks ago. They are keeping the content creation clean. The content is crystal clear. That is what they offer. Wow. If you're not selling, you're doing a disservice to your customer. If you are not putting it out there, you're only letting yourself down. You're letting your, your customer down as well. Your customer will only stop buying from you when you stop selling. I like that line. That's a cool line. I totally agree with all of that. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?